where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. If you love listening to Saints Alive, please consider donating so that we can continue to create these episodes. You can donate anywhere from $5 to $50 a month with some fun perks to go along with your patronage. Check out our Patreon account, which you can find through the donation page on our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. Today, we bring you the tale of a young peasant girl who changed the course of history for France and left an indelible mark on the world. Her name was Joan, and her story is filled with bravery beyond measure and faith that moved armies. Joan was born in the year 1412 in the small village of Domremy in eastern France. During this time, France was in the middle of the Hundred Years' War with England, a war that actually lasted 116 years. They were fighting for land, England wanted to claim France as their own, and France was doing everything they could to keep their independence. Despite the chaos of a country at war, Joan led a simple life, helping her family run their farm. Joan, that's beautiful. You're turning out to be quite a seamstress. I'm making it for you, Mama. Your apron is falling apart. You need a new one. Oh, Joan, you're so kind. What? What on earth is that ruckus? What are your brothers up to now? Joan! The sheep got out again and they're headed for the west side of the village! Don't worry, Pierre. I'm sure they can't be far. Joan and her brother Pierre ran along the dusty path to the barn, making sure not to trip on the chickens that always seemed to get in the way. Joan had three older brothers. And though none of them liked to admit it, she was the best horseback rider in the village. She was fearless, fast, and graceful in the saddle, and she loved it. Pierre knew she had the best chance of catching the herd. Panting and out of breath, they reached the barn and began to saddle up their horse, Blue. Okay, I'll chase them down. You run around to the side of the hill and cut them off, in case they've already left our field. Why don't I ride Blue and you run around? Because you and I both know I'm faster, Pierre. Isn't that why you asked me for my help in the first place? <sighs> all right, all right. Go get them, sheep girl. Yeah. <laughs> Joan raced up a steep, grassy hill and squinted into the sunlight. 
her hand covering her eyes as she tried to make out the herd. She couldn't help but love adventures like this, when so much of her life seemed the same. Far in the distance, she spotted the sheep and raced off as fast as she could, reaching them just in time before they left the property. Whoa, Blue! Good boy! Now where do you guys think you're off to? Come on now, come on, there we go. I wish they could choose another spot to wander. <sighs> I really hate coming over here and having to remember what those darn English did. I know. I still can't believe it. That was our market, our bakery, our town. And now look at it. The English had raided the west side of Domremy just two weeks before burning and destroying every building. Joan and her family had fled to a nearby village to stay safe, but many weren't as lucky. The smell of smoke still lingered in the air, and it was almost impossible to remember the peaceful, bustling town that had once been. Joan silently prayed for the souls that were lost and tried to be brave, but deep within her heart, she felt afraid. It was only a matter of time before the town would be invaded again. Well. We better get home before the sun goes down. You ride on ahead and help Papa. I'll get the herd home. All right, I'll see you at home. Thanks for helping me, Joan. You know I love the thrill of the chase. A little too much. And hey, don't let those sheep lead you. They're horrible with directions. The next day was like any other for Joan and her family, filled with tireless work and prayer. Joan worked in her father's garden, weeding and harvesting the vegetables. It was the middle of summer, and the heat was almost unbearable. After hours of working, she took a break beneath a nearby willow tree. Joan listened as distant church bells rang for the noon hour, and a cool breeze swept across her face, when suddenly, a blinding light appeared before her. It danced wildly and seemed to be moving closer. Joan was terrified and covered her eyes, hoping it would stop. Through the brilliance of the light, she heard a voice. Joan. Who is that? Hello? Did someone just say my name? Pierre? Jean, is this a joke? Joan, daughter of God. Who's there? Please don't hurt me. Joan, do not be afraid. Joan took a deep breath and stood up. She chose to be brave even though she felt scared, and slowly took her hands away from her eyes. As she looked into the dazzling light, it became warm and soft. She squinted and realized that the light was starting to take the shape of a figure slowly walking towards her. Joan no longer felt frightened, and a deep peace came over her. She knew the light was an angel. The angel smiled, and she instantly recognized who it was. She fell to her knees in awe. St. Michael the Archangel? How... What is happening? What are you doing here? Joan, you have great faith. You are kind, holy, and courageous. Continue to pray, go to church, and remain pure. I will. I promise. And just as quickly as he appeared, St. Michael was surrounded by the radiant light and vanished. 
The quiet hillside looked just as before, but Joan knew that her life would never be the same. That night, Joan could hardly eat her dinner. She moved the potatoes around her plate, thinking only of St. Michael from earlier that day. I've never been so hungry. We tilled four fields, harvested the grain, and cleaned all the animal cells in one day. That's wonderful, John. Just remember not to eat like an animal. Whoops. Sorry, Papa. Joan, the garden looks wonderful. How much were you able to harvest? Joan? What? I'm sorry. What did you say, Papa? Joan, you've hardly touched your dinner. Is everything all right? Oh, oh yes. It's no one. I mean, nothing. It's nothing. I think the sun got to you today, sweetheart. Make sure you drink enough water tomorrow, okay? Yeah, I'll pack more, Angel. I mean, water. I will pack water. Papa, I think you're right. The sun wore me out. I'm going to go to sleep. Good night. What's wrong with her? She loves Blue so much, she's probably eating his food and going crazy. I'm sure she's fine. Just worn out is all. Don't talk about your sister like that, Jacquemin. Joan decided to keep the visit from St. Michael a secret from her family for now. She knelt down on the dirt floor of her bedroom and prayed. God, I love you. Help me to love you more and to do your will every day. Amen. Time passed, and each month, Joan was visited by St. Michael the Archangel. He always said the same thing. Continue to pray and go to church as often as you can. Joan prayed almost constantly, made a vow of chastity, and went to church every single day. Some of the other children in the village mocked and teased her faith, but others felt inspired and would join her at church. She had a knack for leading others, and the only thing she cared about was loving God and doing His will. Years passed, and Joan grew to be the most beautiful woman in the village of Domremy. Her thick brown hair flew in the wind as she galloped up the snowy hillside of the farm. Good boy, Blue. You might be getting older, but that doesn't slow you down, does it, boy? St. Michael! Joan knelt in the snow, and Blue bowed his head as they watched the familiar light surround them and begin to take shape. But this time, St. Michael wasn't alone. On either side of him were two of the most beautiful women Joan had ever seen, cloaked in radiant white light with shimmering crowns on their heads. They smiled down at Joan. Joan, I am St. Margaret of Antioch. And I am St. Catherine of Alexandria. We have come to deliver a very important message. St. Margaret was one of Joan's favorite saints, and she would frequently pray to her and ask for her intercession. Joan knew there must be something important ahead since such holy saints had come to visit her. War is tearing this country apart. The French need a king to lead them to victory. The rightful heir to the throne, Prince Charles, must be crowned King of France. Joan, it is up to you to save France. You must lead the prince to his coronation and lead the French army to victory. What? I don't think you've chosen the right person. I don't even know how to read or write. I've never fought in a war. I'm only 17, and I'm a girl. Joan, God has chosen you. Now listen carefully. The first thing you must do is very important. Go to Prince Charles' castle in Chinon and ensure that he is crowned king. Then you must fight for France. I will. 
I promise I will do all that is asked of me, for God and for France. The three saints faded into the light, and Joan sat back on the ground, bewildered. So much of what lay ahead frightened her, but she had a deep sense of peace in following God's will. Now, it's important that you know that there were actually two wars going on at the same time in France. Can you imagine? One was against England, and the other was a civil war. The French were fighting one another over who should be king. The young Prince Charles II was the Dauphin, which meant he was the rightful heir to the throne. But because he was young, and France was at war, he hadn't been crowned king. Things were falling apart for the people of France without a leader. Joan started to plan her mission. But before she could get to the prince, she would finally have to tell her family the truth. That night, Joan gathered her courage and went to tell her parents. Papa, Mama, I have to tell you something. Oh, I think we know what this must be about. We knew this day would come. You did? Of course. You wish to get married. And I think we know just the young man for you. He's strong. And handsome. Mama. He's a faithful young lad. But... And he would be the perfect... St. Michael the Archangel has been appearing to me since I was 13, and he just told me that I've been chosen to lead the French army into battle and bring Prince Charles to be crowned as the rightful king, ending the war and expelling the English. Joan, what on earth are you talking about? Did you not drink enough water again today? I'm telling the truth. This isn't like you. You sound crazy. I know it sounds crazy, but I promise you, the saints that have visited me are more real than anything else in my life. I must go to war. God has chosen me to save France. Enough, Joan. Papa, I'm serious. I have to help Prince Charles become king. I'll hear none of this. It cannot be true. I swear on my life, Mama. I'm telling the truth. I'm scared too, but God will give me courage to carry out his will. Joan, in order to even get to Chanon, you would have to cross dangerous enemy territory. And even if you make it through that, the prince will never speak to a girl, let alone a young farmer girl. He will, Papa. He must. But you're right, crossing enemy territory is too dangerous for a girl. So I'll have to disguise myself as a boy. What do you mean? I must cut my hair and dress as a man. It's the only chance I've got. Joan's mother turned and left the room in tears. She couldn't understand why Joan was willingly putting her life at risk and cutting her beautiful hair was just too much to bear. Despite her family's fears and hesitation, they trusted Joan and began to help her prepare. Deep down, they had known that Joan's life would be anything but ordinary. They just never expected this. Over the course of the next few days, the Ark family gathered provisions for Joan's treacherous 50-mile journey. Her father was able to find two soldiers who felt moved by Joan's mission and agreed to escort her to the prince. All too soon, it was the night before Joan's departure. Her heart ached looking at her family, the sheep, and the village that she loved so dearly. She was sad to leave, but also felt strong and ready. There was just one last thing to do. Okay, Joan. Are you ready to cut your hair? Oh, Mama, thank you. I guess I'm as ready as I'll ever be. If it keeps you safe, 
It will be worth it. Joan's beautiful thick hair fell to the floor, and with her hair gone, Joan looked like a boy, but only from afar. If you looked closely, you saw her bright blue eyes, slender figure, and graceful face. Up close, she was still Joan. Nothing would change that. Her mother looked at her daughter and wiped the tears from her cheeks. Joan ran her fingers through her short hair. Ugh, I hate the way this looks. It'll grow back, and more importantly, it'll keep you safe. Mama, you believe in me, right? I have always believed in you. The next morning, before the sun was up, the Ark family gave their final hugs and walked Joan out to meet the two soldiers accompanying her, Henri and Paul. It had snowed the night before, and the village of Domremy lay quiet and still. Joan gave one last hug to each of her family members and hopped on Blue. We love you so much, sweetheart. Joan, can't I please go instead of you? I'm your big brother. Let me take on the danger. Pierre, we both know you can't. God has chosen me. Plus, everyone knows I'm a better rider than you anyway. Well, as soon as one of your angels gives me the word, I'll be right there in battle with you. Have courage, Joan! We love you! Please, don't worry about me. The saints are by my side. Joan felt fear leave her heart, and she smiled looking down at her family. She knew she could do this. Isn't that why God asked her in the first place? She gave one final wave and rode off into the snow. All right, Blue, you ready? <laughs> ha! She was on her way to save France. Joan of Arc's story is famous throughout the entire world, and I bet you can tell why. It's amazing how Joan said yes to what God asked of her, even going into battle. Most of us aren't asked this much by God, but he does have a plan that requires us to say yes to his will. What are the ways that you can say yes to God? Maybe it's in praying every day, even when you don't feel like it, or doing the right thing when it's hard, or maybe it's choosing to be brave when you feel scared. We can all be like Joan, even in the little ways. And just like Joan said, the saints are with us to help along the way. This is only the start of her adventure. Coming up, we'll see how she carried out her mission and saved France. everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this special encore presentation of St. Joan of Arc. If you want to finish her story, please check out episode 4 to listen to the epic conclusion of St. Joan of Arc. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. And we are the team of Saints Alive. We are so grateful for all of our wonderful listeners and need your help to keep this going. Please consider donating to our ministry through our Patreon account, which you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. We are excited to announce the launch of our Saints Alive Youth Missions. We are now bringing Saints Alive to you, live, in your parish or school. Our youth missions are dynamic talks to inspire your children to set out on the journey to sainthood. Complete with giveaways, you can turn our normal school day into a day that forms future saints. 
Booking now for the coming fall and spring semesters. Email us today for more information at saintsalivetalks at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our upcoming episode on St. Jose Maria Escrivá, premiering June 19th. Mark those calendars.